Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Murata. This is show number 25, and it is a Thanksgiving Day special. We're airing the Saturday after Thanksgiving, so hopefully you have just digested. You're finally able to get off the couch and get moving again after a great holiday, I'm sure filled with a lot of food, a lot of fun, and a lot of family. So, Again, welcome to show number 25. Uh, We are on country 107.7 WDLC, 106.9 WYNY, and Wall Radio on the following FM stations. 941, 949, 105.7, 106.1, 1340 AM, 101.5 HD2, and on Pocono 96.7. Today's guest coming up in the next segment is my Aunt Marianne. That's right. I have my Aunt Marianne Bollinger coming on the show uh, to talk about Thanksgiving, to talk about our family, and to talk about her service to the community of Staten Island, New York, as a leader in the food pantry there. So she is my father's uh, sister and uh, very close to me and my siblings uh, as we've attended Thanksgiving there my whole life. So I have Aunt Marion coming up in the next segment. I am here in studio. My producer is with me, Gavin Burt. Gavin, good morning to you. And uh, what uh, will you be doing or did you do on Thanksgiving since we're pre-recording here, Gavin? What, what are your plans for Thanksgiving? Seeing my parents in upstate New York, I'm an only child. Uh, my grandparents are all deceased. Pretty much any other family I have are estranged or deceased. So we're just spending time together with our cats um, for Thanksgiving. And we stopped eating turkey years ago because we would eat it for years and years. And then it, the leftovers just seemed to go on and on until probably January, it felt like. So we usually we go with chicken or beef. Okay. And uh, is it an all-day thing? Is it a short little meal? Is there football? What, or, you know? No, none of us are into sports. We will... Just have our dinner. It's like any other dinner, okay. just with more food. And for the rest of the day, uh, we're just around the house. Um, chances are I will be catching up on my newspaper reading and probably cleaning. I love to clean. As the old saying goes, I like to put on my hazel hat. <laughs> I wish you the best. And uh, we're going to talk about my family tradition uh, coming up in the next segment. Uh, Again, spending my whole life uh, at Thanksgiving in Aunt Marianne's basement, the big Italian basement, uh, where uh, we'll hear what the number is going to be. But the number is usually in the 30s uh, with family and friends coming over. So uh, I hope all of you had a great holiday. And uh, it is the holiday season now, kicking off Thanksgiving to Christmas. And what a better idea today. Instead of talking about a concept, I wanted to talk about some stories. I wanted to share some stories about my family and some, uh, some concepts and ideas related to family and friends. And uh, those are protecting your family, helping your family, and loving your family. So three stories uh, on those topics. And the first is about helping your family. And uh, it's a story about Aunt Marianne. So my wife and I, uh, we got married in the early 2000s. uh, And uh, we had a small apartment on Staten Island. 
and it was a nice arrangement through a family friend, and uh, eventually that arrangement came to an end, and we were building our home up here in Milford, Pennsylvania, and uh, we were about a year away from the home, so we kind of were in a jam. We had to leave the apartment we were in, and uh, the home wasn't ready yet for about another year, so what were we to do? Cue in Aunt Marianne and Uncle Jeff, and uh, they said, sure, Andrew, you could come live upstairs. Uh, my grandmother, uh, Marianne Bonder's mom, uh, Josephine Murata, lived upstairs. She had uh, passed away, and uh, Aunt Marianne opened her home up to me. And, uh, of course, it was described it would, you know, you'd have a separate thing. You'd be separate, Andrew. Don't worry about it. We'll leave you alone. Bada bing, bada boom. And uh, we wound up eating downstairs in Aunt Marion's kitchen probably three or four times a week, uh, certainly on Sundays, adding five. So we were down there a lot more than we weren't. Um, but what a nice thing. And she's done that for different family members uh, that have come and stayed up there in that upstairs apartment, a very special place near and dear to my heart and the heart of uh, my whole family because, again, that's where our grandmother was. So that's one quick story about helping your family, one of many for Aunt Marianne. Number two, protect your family. I've uh, talked about my children on this show. I'm a father of three, uh, Claire Murata, Matthew Murata, and Tessa the Tornado Murata. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel as a father finger, always, always wanting to protect my, my children. Uh, I told the great story of my sister, Suzanne, protecting me the one time, uh, when the person was yelling at me about a tip with the, uh, the newspaper, she went down there and, and, and took care of that for me. Guy was complaining. The newspaper was wet. It didn't even rain. It was a sprinkler that wasn't on when I delivered the paper. That's another story, but uh, my sister Suzanne. But uh, the story I did want to share is about my father. And uh, when my sister was in college in Cortland, New York, uh, she had a situation. This was in the 90s. My sister Maureen, uh, she went to a dance uh, up there at Cortland. And then the next morning, there was a rumor being spread by a young man uh, saying that my sister and him had some uh, activities in the evening that didn't actually occur. And uh, I'm sure there's little kids listening today, so we're not, we won't go into what those activities were, but certainly not activities that a young lady in college would want to hear about herself. And my sister was quite upset. She shared that with my parents, and that was on a Sunday. And um, shortly then, the next morning, my sister hears a knock at the door early on Monday morning, and who was there? Mr. Joe, my father, showed up at my sister's dorm uh, three and a half hours away up in Cortland, New York. And my father said, Maureen, show me that boy. And um, my, my sister took my father to breakfast and uh, pointed him out. And my father said, okay, Maureen, I'll take care of it. And went over, uh, began a conversation with the young man and actually took him out of the cafeteria where my sister uh, never saw what happened. My dad then left. He didn't come back in the cafeteria. Shortly thereafter, that afternoon, that young man did come up and apologize to my sister and uh, did make some public apologies and uh, never heard from that young man again, never heard another problem from that guy. So I would love to know what my dad had told that guy. You know, that's something that we'll never find out. But I was always impressed by that. My dad woke up early on Monday morning, probably woke up four o'clock in the morning to drive up there and, and, and do that. 
So that left an impact on me about protecting your family. So uh, helping your family, protecting your family. And the last thing, loving your family. Again, I wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. Sometimes you hear a lot of people complain about maybe relatives in your family. You don't see all that often or you're like, oh, I got to have another another holiday with Bob. Um, but you know what? There's that saying about you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your family. You got to love your family. And I really love mine. Um, I'm just blessed to, to be in such a great family. My all my siblings, a lot of cousins, uh, certainly Marianne and Jeff's children, uh, my cousin Jennifer, uh, Denise and Jeffrey. I know they're tuning in today. Um, my cousin Glenn and, and the whole family there. Uh, it's just, just great, great people. And we've all had in- incidents, you know, over our time as kids and young adults where we've done things to hurt one another and bother one another. I certainly have made my share of mistakes And uh, you know what? Time heals all wounds. We've forgiven one another. And, uh, you know, unfortunately now we we live farther away from from each other. We we grew up all within probably a half a mile from each other. And I saw my cousins each and every day. And, uh, man, we grew up so close. You know, there's an unconditional love there. My my parents certainly showed me unconditional love. I dedicated uh, the book to my mom. Uh, And in the book, the principle I wrote in there that mom really showed me what unconditional love meant. I got in a heck of a lot of trouble when I was younger and um, served my punishments. But my parents always let me know, even when I was being punished, that they loved me. A couple of times I remember I broke curfew uh, coming home. Uh, One was an Easter holiday. The night before Easter, I broke my curfew. And uh, I wasn't able to go to the Easter holiday. They left me home. That's right. They left me home and they went down to Aunt Marion's. Uh, they brought me uh, food. I got a plate of food sent up to me. I remember that. I also remember I got in trouble at school one time. For all of my students that might be listening, uh, I did get in trouble at school. I had a food fight. One time at school. That's right, Gavin. He may, he may giving me the look. Well, my father gets offended with food fights because he says, you know, there are people in this world who don't have enough to eat. So, uh, you know, I you wouldn't have passed muster in the Burt household. <laughs> well, you could share the story with your dad. Hopefully he's tuning in. Uh, but I did get in a food fight at school, and I got a call. My folks, my dad got a call from the principal. He said that Andrew is suspended. And uh, my father said to me on the phone, Andrew, you got yourself in trouble. You get out of it. And he hung up the phone on the principal. I said, uh, uh, Mrs. Principal, Sister Perpetua, my dad just hung up the phone. And she was like, what? Anyway, uh, who came to get me? Both my sister Suzanne and my Aunt Marion came to get me. Uh, again, talking about helping your family. So uh, those three themes, again, talking about family, helping, protecting, and loving your family. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. Um, and again, if there is that family member that maybe you, you are in conflict with, uh, maybe it's time to make up, you know, because as my dad explained, life is short. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. And, uh, you know, 
the, you know, that family member, they, you know, they, they might not be there the next day. And uh, you always hope that you're in good relations with your family. Uh, so whatever it is, you want to get past that and get through that. So, but that's all for the opening concept here. We're going to bring on Aunt Marianne Bollinger coming on next here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Welcome back, everyone, to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. This is Andrew Murata, and it's show number 25, and I am super-duper excited to welcome in Aunt Marianne, my father's sister. Welcome to the program, Aunt Marianne. Thank you for having me on your program, Andrew. And everyone, I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Well, hopefully uh, they can... Go ahead, you go. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, our Thanksgiving is always a terrific, terrific day. We have a lot of fun with family and friends. Uh, I have been doing it for 48 years, and we started very, very small, and maybe eight people, and now this year we're up to 37 people. 37 um, guests on the list this year? Yes, we welcome our new grandson, Max. And Missy's friend from college is coming. Her name is Allie. Oh, I didn't get that notification. Okay. So, um, yes, we have a new one this year. We have two Allies uh, I at call the it, I call it Thanksgiving uh, this year. I call it Last Supper times five because I have five long tables all attached together. And uh, everybody sits together. Everyone eats on china plates, linen tablecloth, and all. Um, it's a lot of fun, a lot of work, but fun. Um, now let I me let me let me ask you. Yeah, so we're pre-recording this, Mary. It's the Monday before Thanksgiving. Where are you right now in the preparations? Like, are the tables set yet? Like, where are you in your preparation? Uh, the tables are set up. The tablecloths are on. All my food is bought. I made my last trip to the supermarket today. Um, and I start cooking, actually, Wednesday morning. Uh, I make a complete Italian meal. Um, we go from soup to nuts. But along the way, I have a lot, a lot of help. The food is prepared by many people. Uh, uh, Andrew and Jen, his wife, bring the butternut squash soup. And that's that we, we were able to get in the menu there. That's we've been going how many yeah. years now with the soup? Five or six years, right? Five, six years. Yeah. One year you try to uh, pass off um, Italian wedding soup, <laughs> yeah. and it didn't take off, did no, it? No, no. No, they wanted the butternut squash soup. <laughs> we've made the uh, menu. My son, uh, my son is making uh, penny vodka. Uh, Jennifer, my daughter, is. Dressing the turkey as we you know, as we speak. Um, uh, let's see. Denise does uh, the auntie boss. She comes here early Thanksgiving morning and she fixes all the cheeses and pickles and pepperonis and meats and oh whatever goes into it. Jeffrey comes that morning and makes garlic bread. Jeffrey's my son. He makes fresh garlic bread. Um, I make regular tomato sauce. And we have meatballs, sausage, uh, pork, brajol in the gravy. We just have a, we have six courses, and uh, we start eating about two o'clock in the afternoon, and we eat until seven, eight o'clock at night. 
until the la- until the last person drops. Gavin wants to ask you a question, Aunt Mary. Go ahead, Gav. Actually, it's more of a comment, Andrew. Even though I'm 37, now that I hear how your Thanksgiving is, I'm wondering if you will adopt me as your son so I can go to your Thanksgiving feast. Listen, my door is open to anyone. My mom used to say, if extra people come, put an extra potato in the pot. <laughs> uh, but we have not only a ham and a turkey. We we start with a fruit cup. We have the soup, an antibas, penny vodka. And then I think at that point, the men go out and throw a football around. And a couple of hours later, we eat the turkey and the ham and any vegetable that you could think of. Um, I also make... And Andrew can relate to this. Zucchini fritters. Have a fritter. Have a fritter. When Andrew lived upstairs, I always made fritters. And when they had a stressful day, uh, when they would come in, I would say, have a fritter. (laughs) And it's like a comfort food. Last year, I made 40 of them. This year, I made 60. 40 wasn't enough last year. So now I made 60. So hopefully 60 is going to be enough. My biggest problem is I'm always afraid I don't have enough food, so I keep adding. And every year I add another vegetable at the end. And it, it's, it's a wonderful day. It's a, a day of being with family and friends, and everyone seems so happy. Hopefully they are happy, and everyone just gets along so nicely. It is a fantastic thing, and, and planning for the show, Ant, and looking at the schedule, I, you know, I'm so glad you accepted the invitation to, to talk about it. And some people dread the work. You hear people, I got 10, 20, you know, the, you know you're having 37 no. people. What, what is your favorite part about the day? Well, my favorite part of the day is actually uh, my husband Jeff and I sit next to each other, Uncle Jeff, and I look down at this long table because I could never talk to the people on the other end, and uh, and I look at the faces and see how happy everyone is and how everyone is just socializing and having a wonderful time, and to me, that's what it's all about, being with family and friends and seeing the love that's there. And uh, I will do Thanksgiving until I can't do it anymore, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Um, It's a wonderful thing. I don't mind the work. Yes, I might complain along the way, oh, another time to the supermarket. But I am happy. I'm happy to do it. And um, all I could say is it's a, a day where the young and the old get together and they have a lot of fun. And even the kids now, they they now have, a, they play the game left, right, center, and they can't wait to play. It's a, a gambling uh, game. We have some illegal gambling, left, right, center. Oh, no, that, no, no, we don't really gamble. <laughs> listen, that, that, that pot has gotten up, uh, we're almost approaching triple digits here. Uh, it is. You think it's $3 a person? That's right. Well, and, yeah, it's a lot of people. And Tessa well, Murata won, uh, won, I think, two years ago. I think Tessa was yep. a big winner. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, what, you, there's a lot of traditions that we have there. You know, your husband, Jeff, always gives such a nice grace. And, uh, you know, it, the, you mentioned about the football. What is something like you kind of hope that happens during the day? You know, what is something that you, you know, when different groups talk, uh, what is something that you, you hope that happens during the day? That's a good one. Well, let me tell you, 
I, I can't answer that because everything that does happen is wonderful. Everyone just helps one another. Do you know, you realize it's 37 plates, 37 utensils, 37. Everybody gets up and helps. I mean, it's a wonderful feeling. Nobody sits and says, I'm the guest. Everyone feels they they, they do their share. It's a wonderful day. And I can't tell you how nice it is. And even at the end of the day, last year, I think uh, I think it was you, Andrew, you took a broom and swept the floor. There you go. Um, but the place is cleaned, and everyone is just so, so happy. And it's not only the Murata family and the Bollingers. Um, I have my in-laws that come also. So it's it's quite a lot of people. It's and there's the grand, hold on, hold on, Aunt. What a better there. There's the grandfather clock ringing in the background. Yeah, four that. o'clock. And Marianne's mother, my grandmother, uh, the great story. She goes to the <laughs> clock store with my mom, right, Aunt? My mom went yes, with her. You, you want to hear that story? Go ahead. You could tell it. Go ahead. Well, I took my mother to Ethan Allen one day, and I was buying a book unit. And we passed these grandfather clocks, and I said, oh, isn't that beautiful? That's all I had to say. <laughs> the next day, she calls Andrew's mom, Dorothy, and says, uh, Dora, you have to take me somewhere. Well, it was a rainy day, and my mother uh, had a raincoat on and a dress with a kerchief around her neck. She did not dress in pants. And she said, so Dory says, where do you want to go, Mom? She says, take me to Ethan Allen. She walks in and she goes into the store and she says to him, uh, I would like three of those clocks <laughs> uh, if you could deliver them by Christmas Eve. And he, she says, and I will pay you cash for them. And she opens her purse and hands him, at that point, a deposit of $500. Wow. Well, naturally, Mr. Jager said, of course I'll get them for you. Well, uh, it was a secret to me. I didn't know I was getting it. Christmas Eve, uh, a broken-down truck pulls in front of the house, and uh, and a man comes to the door and says, I have a delivery for you. Well, I was very reluctant to let this man near my house. Uh, and as he's speaking to me, down comes the grandfather clock off the back of the truck. My mother surprised the three of well, the two of us, uh, my brother and I, and well, Dorothy knew about it with the grandfather clocks. And there it is, chiming in the background, and uh, yeah. we all still have them, and they've been a great fixture in in our homes uh, our, our whole life. Yes. And uh, again, we mentioned your children, and uh, you know, tr the Thanksgiving is at your home. You know, forty eight years and. Jennifer, Denise, and Jeffrey. What are some other traditions that that your family has? Maybe not necessarily my family, but your family has that you hope to that your children uh, will will continue on. Well, uh, a lot of cooking traditions. My mom liked to make uh, the Italian strufflers at Christmas, the uh, the Italian pizza risco at Easter time. Um, uh, she like a lot of traditions, always getting together on New Year's Day, and I still keep those traditions. Now, um, at Christmas time, my grandchildren, Megan and Shannon, Megan is 16, Shannon is 14. Class president, uh, Staten Island Academy High School? Yes, yes. 
um, she she makes they come here and we make strufflers together. And aunt, which, for uh, our, if you for don't our, know what they are, yeah, honey what, balls. What are what are they? You, you take dough and you fry them, and after they're cooked, you put honey around them. Um, some people call them honey balls, but the real name, the Italian name is Struffless. And you used to make those for your brother, sugar-free, right, without the glaze? Sugar-free. That's <laughs> right, without it. And uh, I have to tell you, Shannon, the 12-year-old, loves to cook, and every so often I give her a cooking lesson. She knows how to make... Um, um, homemade monogots. She knows how to make uh, chicken palm. She was here the other day and made pumpkin bread. Uh, she loves to cook, the, the 12-year-old. Megan, uh, not as much, but she will help make the Easter pies, the pizza risca. They come here Good Friday. Uh, and with my husband, Jeff, and my daughter, Denise, and the two girls, we make these pies, which are very, very filling and very rich. Um, it's with uh, regatta and rice and ham and pepperoni and salami and, oh, mozzarella, cheese. A lot, a lot of things go into it. And everybody has a job. Uh, I know that when I'm too old to do this, Shannon and Megan will continue that tradition my grandchildren. Well, Gavin uh, Burt has asked to attend Thanksgiving. You might have people lining up uh, at your door. We better not uh, announce your address here on the program. Uh, the only thing I tell you, if you come, bring a chair. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, you have to hear one time. I set the table uh, with the plates, and uh, we borrow chairs, naturally. When Uncle Jeff came in with the chairs and put them around the table, you couldn't fit the chairs with the plates. I had too many plates for the table, so I had to move the children to another table. But this year we made the table, instead of it being straight down, we made a T. Uh-huh. We, we have extra people on the T. Looking forward to the design. And we do have to take a break. It's kind of like yeah. a little break like we do in between pasta and the turkey here. So we're going to take a little break. When we come back, I do want to ask you about uh, the food pantry and your work okay. there. So we'll be back, everyone, with Aunt Marianne here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Surviving and Thriving on WDLC, WYNY, Wall Radio, and Pocono 96.7. Welcome back, everyone, to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. This is show number 25, and I'm sure you're getting hungry listening to the show as we are talking to Aunt Marianne Bollinger. She is my, my aunt and my father's sister, and... Uh, Certainly one of the closest people to me in my life, uh, my cousins there. So, Aunt, uh, I really appreciate you, you being on, and uh, I'm sure you're tired here getting ready for Thanksgiving. But uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, okay. You're a retired teacher, Aunt Marion. You yes, taught I am. elementary school many years, um, but you got heavily involved in, uh, in our church, Our Lady of Good Counsel, and got involved in the running of the food pantry. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're doing there uh, with, with our food pantry? Okay. The, uh, the food pantry has been at our church for about 25 years. Um, we started in a little room in the rectory, and now we have half the basement of the school. Um, the numbers are big. A lot of people need help. 
and we try to accommodate anybody that comes to the door. Um, my brother Joe, Andrew's father, started this pantry. He was the leader for many, many years until he passed. And he says to me, you could do it. You could be the leader, he said. I said, oh, no, I'm a follower. And, well, after he passed, there was no choice. I became the leader. And the pantry is open every Saturday to give out bags of food. Um, this this week they got Thanksgiving. They not only got a turkey and all the trimmings, they got, they got um, apples and oranges, pears, potatoes and carrots. They got cake and bread. Uh, they, they left with three full bags of groceries, uh, more than enough food for Thanksgiving and to last for at least the week. The numbers have gotten very big. We used to have just maybe six or eight a month. Now we serve approximately 250 families a month. Wow. And they rotate it's once a month, Aunt? They, the families rotate once a month? They can come once a month. We're a supplementary pantry only. But if they are in need, they can come a second time. We don't turn anybody away. Uh, at, at Thanksgiving, naturally, they get the turkey. Christmas, we, we also, I don't want to jump, but Christmas we also do, and we give them a Christmas gift. But Thanksgiving... Uh, this past Saturday alone, we gave out 101 dinners, and we did it for three weeks in a row. So we gave probably over 250 dinners this month and for it, Thanksgiving. You know, we're in Thanksgiving. We're in the season of the holiday, you know, where that pantry is, is, is so important to, to so many families. How do you get the food, and where, where does that come from, and how do you get the help? Okay, first of all, the food. Um, your mother writes grants, and we get food from City Harvest and Food Bank. Uh, which is okay food, you know, staples. We write to the schools, uh, 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 organizations on Staten Island, the high schools, the grammar schools, and they, they do food drives for us. At Thanksgiving time, people are very, very, very generous. I can't tell you how much food is up there that has to be sorted through. Um, at church yesterday, I filled the back of my, my car, filled the back trunk with food that uh, I dropped off today. Um, I have five tables filled filled to empty. Um, uh, people get, are very, very generous. The school that, uh, that I'm at, a lady could counsel, they do a food drive for us, and they also give us money um, to help us along. And uh, the high schools, uh, like um, churches, other churches help us that don't have food pantries. And uh, it really works. It's This week, I felt like I should bring my pillow and stay at the pantry. <laughs> I was back and forth all day long. Thank goodness I live close. Yeah, and this is in the north shore of Staten Island, Our Lady of Good Counsel 
parish. And this program is heard from, from the Pocono area to, to Orange County, New York, even though it's not in their backyard. If someone did want to make a donation, how could they get that to you? Well, they could send it to uh, the food pantry of a lady good counsel. Um, am I allowed to give the address? You can give the I wouldn't give out your address because they might show up no, for your no. house. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yes, you can give the address. <laughs> okay. It's 10 Austin Place, A-U-S-T-I-N Place, Staten Island, New York, 10304. And, and direct it to the food pantry, and I will get it. And again, and uh, I will let you know. Uh, I will respond that I did get it, so you know that I did re- great, receive it. Great. And again, there's a lot of need in our backyard and our communities here. Yeah. And I know there's so many uh, generous families that help. But again, maybe you have family in the city, or or you just wanted to make a donation to to that parish. You certainly can do that. And. Uh, I've always admired my Aunt Marion. Uh, in preparing for the show, Aunt Marion, I look back, and in 2010, you were recognized as uh, the Staten Island Advanced Woman of the Year, uh, one of the women that they recognize for, for doing the good work in the community. And, and I, I read that story that you talked about the, the Monday after my dad had passed away. My dad passed away on the Sunday, and, and there you were on Monday, Instead of grieving the loss of your brother, you were there working at the food pantry to receive the food. Well, I knew I needed to do it. And I get a lot of comfort in going into that pantry. And um, your, bro- your father's picture is up on the wall. And lots of days I say, oh, Joe, what did you get me into? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's very rewarding. It really is. Um, I have a lot of volunteers. Uh, I also have teenagers that do community service. Uh, They have to do so many hours through the school, and they come. And I ask them, how many hours do you have to do? And they say four or six. And I said, I don't know if you're a good worker or not, but after your four or six hours are over, I have to say goodbye to you because right behind you there's someone wanting the job. Wow. That's great. I, I am never for a loss of workers. I have a, a, a group of adults that have been, oh, they're almost from the beginning. And now we have these teenagers, and they go off to college. And when they're off on their breaks, they come and help us. That's great. It, it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Everybody is happy there, and they're so happy to help others. It's really rewarding, and I think that's what makes it all worthwhile when you see young people wanting to help other people. They'll carry the, the bundles out to, to the cars for the people or put them in their shopping carts. Uh, the, the young are so good there. It really is. Um, and, you know, you have a lot of success stories. Someone came back and says, I don't need the pantry anymore. I've gotten a job, and uh, I can make ends meet now. And we always tell them, if you find it hard, you don't have to be unemployed. If you just need a little help, just come back. We don't turn anyone away, even if you have a job. I mean, you have bills. The time you pay your, your mortgage or or doctor bills or whatever it, it, it sometimes it's, you don't have enough money to buy that food and, and had, a couple uh, years a couple uh, months ago a little boy came um and uh, we were giving out palm milk and the boy goes 
leche, leche, leche. He was so happy to get the milk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't realize. We think everyone has a full refrigerator, but they don't. They don't. And Aunt, that leads me to my next question. You know, what? you've been doing this a long time. What is the biggest obstacle that you see uh, that is hampering these families from being able to provide and, and sustain their own their own homes? Well, uh, everything is expensive. Everything. I mean, you can't go to a store and not spend a lot of money. Clothes are expensive. Um, if you need medicines, uh, they're expensive. Uh, no matter what, and and they don't have that extra money to buy things. So you buy just the bare essentials. And do you see? I have a story to tell you about your father. Oh, okay. Now that you mentioned that. Uh, I don't know if uh, they know that your father was a pharmacist, and he owned a store, and he was near a school, and people would come in, and they couldn't afford diapers or formula or medicine for their baby. So your father would say to them, take this, and when you have the money, you can pay for it. He would give them the medicine or the formula without a question. Sometimes he didn't get the money back, but other times he did. He was very, very kind to the community. And I attribute all this to my mom and dad because they were very kind people. And they never said no to anyone. And we, we, as my brothers and myself, we continued that, being kind to people. 25 Uh, years you've been doing it. And... Do you see a lot of uh, uh, you know immigrants to that area and, and immigrants coming to the pantry uh, that that are new to the United States? Uh, yes, yes. I uh, we seem to have an influx of, of of ethnic groups and nationalities now that we never had before, and. Um, you know, there's some foods that they cannot eat, and they won't take it. They'll go through the bag, and they'll pass that food to someone else that could use it. Wow. Um, you know, wow. I have to say, the pantry is a very, very rewarding place when you see people in need helping other people in need. Uh, it's unbelievable how kind they are to each other on the line. If someone is walking, they'll offer them a ride home. Wow. Uh, they're they're unbelievable. They're really. I mean, there are stories where there are people that that are ready to, to argue, but I see more people being kind to one another. And one of the things we have in, uh, instilled, we give them appointment cards, and you you're supposed to come on your appointment day. Uh, if you don't, you can come the first Saturday of the month. The people like it because we're giving them some structure in their life. And the line isn't as long as it could be. Yeah. I remember my dad scolding the people if they missed their appointment. (laughs) Well, we now give them cards. Yeah, yeah. And we give them, really, they have twice, they have the appointment and the first Saturday of the month. So two out of four weeks that they can come. Yeah. And if they can't make those, we do give them the food on the other days, but they don't realize that. Sure. We, sure. we try to, because if it's cold and windy, they don't come. And then the next week we'll have over 100 people. Yikes. And we can't handle it like that. 
And we're up against a commercial break. We got to be okay. uh, take a break. We'll be right back, everyone, with Aunt Marianne Bollinger from Staten Island, New York, here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. Welcome back, everyone, to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. This is Andrew Murata, host of the show, and this is show number 25 with my Aunt Marion, who I've spent my whole life with celebrating Thanksgiving, uh, and she has just been so kind to me, treated me like one of her own children. So this has been great to have her on the program. Uh, before we get back to Aunt Marion, a quick recap of the opening segment. I told some stories about family and three, uh, three components of that, helping your family, protecting your family, and loving your family. We are at the holiday season now uh, with Thanksgiving behind us and uh, Christmas approaching, and it's all about helping others. It's all about giving and not receiving. So hopefully you could tune in. And if you missed the opening segment, uh, the shows are on demand. You can click on any of the apps, and you'll find the shows there. They're also on my website, andrewmarada.com and they're also on Twitter. I put them out weekly on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at andrewmarada21. I also put them on Facebook and LinkedIn. So you can certainly check out uh, show number 25 with Aunt Marion. I'd like to bring her back in and Aunt Marion, we talked a lot about your role at the food pantry and you talked about that you know you had taken over after my, my father and you certainly are different than my father in a lot of ways. Um, and you heard the name of the program, Aunt Marion. It's called Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, yes. what, what is the most important aspect of leadership and, and some of your leadership strengths? I believe uh, to be a leader, you have to have a lot of structure, but you have to be flexible at the same time. You also have to be very patient and understanding. Um, I, over the years, I have been, let's say, you know, people tell me a story and I believe them, and then I find out it's not true. But I, but I've real, I've come to realize that people need structure in their life. Uh, as I said, with the food pantry, we give them an appointment card when they come. They have a set date to come, and the time is on there, and they know that's the day they're supposed to come. They can't come whenever they want. It's structure, and I feel structure is very, very important in life. And you also have to be very patient and kind and giving (laughs) Um, at the same time. And I can't tell you that you really, really have to know the facts and stay to them. You have to stick to yes is yes, no is no, and there's no maybe. You have to be strong. Well, and you talked about your role leading in the pantry. You were a leader in the classroom for 28 years, uh, teaching different levels of elementary, uh, spending your last 14 at Trinity Lutheran there on uh, St. Paul's Avenue in, in Staten Island. And there's a lot of educators that listen to the program. They know I'm a, a principal uh, during the day. And, and tell me about your, your teaching career, Aunt. Uh, you know, you taught all those years later. You know, did you enjoy your time as a, in, in the classroom? Uh, I would still be teaching if I could. Um, it just became... A, a, 
uh, too hard for me. Um, teaching is something I always love. I love children. I love helping people. I like to see when they're learning something, their eyes brighten up and say, oh, I got that concept. Um, education is so, so important. Um, my mom and dad um, made sure my brothers and I had wonderful educations. Um, my brother Joe, Andrew's father, and myself both went to St. John's University. And my other brother, Peter, went to a city college. Uh, he, is an, he was an architect. Uh, Joe was a pharmacist, and I became a teacher. Um, education was very important to my, my parents, and they made sure that we had something better than they did. And I feel that you have to be very understanding of people. You have to be very patient and Listen to people. Listen to what people have to say. Uh, everybody's different, and you should accept people for what they are. And in uh, your teaching there, you know, we, we grew up, uh, it was in a great area, but as, as my dad used to say, we were only a stone's throw away from some of the rougher parts of the neighborhood. You taught in, in a mixed area there. What were some of the biggest obstacles you saw in your time uh, of, uh, you know, students with their lack of achievement? Well, um, I could tell you a story about a little girl. I won't give her name. You just think you never know. She might be listening. Um, yeah, you never know. Um, this one day she came to me on a, on a Monday, and she went, Mrs. Bollinger, I couldn't do my homework last night. And I said, why? She said, my books were in the bedroom, and there were gunshots in the courtyard. Mm. And my mom would not let me go in my bedroom and get my books. Wow. And uh, so I said, that's okay. I said, don't worry about it. And she she had a very very rough life um she you know she saw so much in her life that i probably never saw and she would tell me stories and it was very sad yeah that we had that and we had families that couldn't afford to buy school supplies for the kids so i always bought extra and had it in the school, in the classroom for them um it, it, it was a mixed area however they, the kids were very, very, very uh, loving, and I happened to like to teach them, and they were wonderful. Um, the, the, and I felt if, if you, I used to tell them, if you respect one another, you will get respect. And that's the way I taught them in school, that you would, um, there goes the clock. There goes the clock. <laughs> I'll take three of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I always said, listen, treat others the way you want to be treated. And and and, and don't, you don't have to be best friends, but you could be friends. Learn to tolerate one another, even if you don't want to be friends. And you might have just and, answered my last question. I'm not sure. But Aunt, you have uh, your three children. you got a, a bunch of grandchildren. And you even have a great-grandchild. Uh, Tell me, you know, what is the legacy you want to leave for for your grandchildren and your great grandchildren? Well, uh, what can I say? I I want them to grow up in a world with love. Unfortunately, in the world we have now, it's a little hard to get that love from every every place. Um, I'd like them to continue with family traditions, 
And I hope that someday we could say the world is a better place than it has been lately. Um, and be patient with people. Be patient and and be nice to one another. It doesn't hurt to be nice. That That's something Grandma would have said. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to be nice. And then she would pull my hair to make me, <laughs> make me be nice. And we are, we are out of time, and uh, I am looking forward to seeing you at, at Thanksgiving. Uh, you filled my eyes up today. You, you must have said the word love, uh, I don't know, 25, 30 times. And um, actually, I, I have the, the quote for today's show is dedicated to you. I don't know if you remember it, but in the article in 2010 in the Staten Island Advance, yes. if you want to look it up, uh, you can type I in Mary Ann Bollinger, uh, Staten Island Advance Woman of the Year. Go ahead. What's your quote? Uh, to love is, oh, no, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> You're close. You're to, on your way. To live is, no, what is to it? To teach is to love. To teach is to love. To teach is, and, and to I lo- have one and I to would love, like to say at the end. And to love is to teach. And you, right. you've been and a model is. of that in, in the classroom. You've been a model of that to us. I know you will model that again on Thursday at the holiday. So I did want to say thank you for all the unconditional love you've shown me over the years, and, and again, you've treated me like one of your children, so I wanted to say thank you for that. I have one that I want to say that Matthew said to me two years ago. Thanksgiving, this is the best holiday ever. <laughs> That's from Matthew. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Aunt Mary, thank you so much. I, I hope everyone enjoyed the program today. Next week's guest is another educator. He's a Port Jervis community member, is HBE principal, Mr. Jared Kmar, uh, my former assistant principal at the high school and now principal at HBE. Aunt Marion, you said my uh, quote to end the show, too, uh, about making the world a better place. So uh, on behalf of my Aunt Marion, I do wish you all a happy holiday. I hope it was great. Thank you for tuning in here on Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. And to end the show, just like Aunt Marion said, go out and make the world a better place. Thanks, everyone.